illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome back to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef planner and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how the hell are you doing up there on your hill? Dude, life keeps going. I'm I'm in a couple of construction projects going on. My whole yard's a mess. Good. Yeah. I saw the pictures it. you posted today on Facebook. It's looking pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, the boys are excited. Did they see him? Yeah, I showed them to him. Yeah, once you once you see the platform actually taking structure, you know, you kind of get an idea on scale. Mm-hmm. Looks great. I, I love the supports he did for it. No, yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good. So, so Beach is out there at the Twin Pines Winery Vineyards. It's Twin Pines Vineyards. vineyards. I don't sure. have winery. I have so vineyards. You're a vineyard, yeah. Twin Pines Vineyards. Yes. So he's putting a zip line up there, among other things. Yep, 230 feet long. We're gonna have lighting. The lighting is gonna be awesome. Um, let's see what else. Hold on here, I got. Don't you have damn. turf going in? I have I have artificial grass going in here in about a week and a half. Uh, I got plants. I'm gonna have a front yard for once, a full front yard, and a side yard, nice. and I'll be able to see my driveway at night. And we're even lighting the sign, which will be really awesome. Oh, nice, 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 nice. That'll look good. Yes. Yeah. Now I keep telling you, when it's all said and done, we're gonna come over and film it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a plan. We'll we'll, we'll run over the whole the whole the whole house, outside, yes. inside, everything. All right, we'll do a tour. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Um, well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others and just generally talk some beaver sports, football, and tailgating and have a little bit of fun along the way. Beach, so we were abruptly cut off right at the end of last football season because, well, quite frankly, my computer died. Yes. 
And then it took me about a month to get a new uh, hard drive put in it. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Disney World for a week. We did. Yeah. And then uh, February. Then what the? I was gonna say, what the hell have we been doing since? <laughs> Just too much. We've always got too much going on. Like like uh, we are wont to do, cramming three pounds of crap and or five pounds of crap into a three pound bag. It's exactly what we do. That's how Heinrichs roll. Exactly. That's how we roll. So. <laughs> But uh, I just, you know, this last weekend, Beej, was such a great weekend to be a beef. I figured we needed to record a show. And I'm just your little bitch boy, and I said, sure, sounds like fun. All right. Well, let's start with a little Beaver and Pac-12 news. Okay, Billy, what, what's going on in the Beaver and the Pac-12? Well, first up is a little bit of wrestling news. Awesome. How, how is the Oregon State wrestling team doing, Billy? Well, the season is now over, but for the first time since 2013, the Oregon State University wrestling team placed multiple wrestlers on the podium at the NCAA Division I wrestling championships. On the final day of action, Amavir Desi secured the highest placing by a Beaver since 1998, while Ronnie Bresser earned his first ever podium finish. Now, Desi faced Jacob Gasper from Duke, who entered the match at 39-3. and now, Desi, the Surrey, British Columbia native, used his second fall of the tournament tournament to solidify his third-place finish. He is now a two-time All-American at the NCAAs with a third-place finish in 2018 and a fifth-place finish in 2016. And he's a Canadian. Yeah, I mean, he, he was actually hurt last year. That's why uh, there was no place for last year. But. Okay. Now, Bresser faced Zeke Moisey of West Virginia in the seventh-place bout, but Moisey medically forfeited, handing the junior the win. Now, he finished the championship run with a 4-2 record and the first All-American honor of his career. Hmm. So that's always good. That is awesome. So, so good weekend for Beaver Wrestling. Now, um, let's move on to women's basketball, Beach. Dude, I love women's basketball. It's my favorite sport. Well, the, as uh, most people know, the Oregon State women's basketball team booked its third straight trip to the Sweet 16 on Sunday as the Beavers topped Tennessee 66-59 to in Knoxville. I, I had to work uh, yesterday, and I checked the score before I went into work, and it was like 8-18 to or 8-17 to or something yeah. like that. They were down by 10 and at I, the end of the first quarter. Yeah, and I'm thinking, crap. Yeah. So that was, that was my take on it, and then I was pleasantly surprised when I texted you last night and asked. Yeah, well, they were down by 10, and then at, the, at halftime, uh, Tennessee nailed a three to go in the halftime up by two. And then in the second half, it was all Beavs. Awesome. Now, this Sweet 16 appearance will be the fourth in Oregon State history and their third straight, as the Beavs will head to Lexington to continue their postseason run on this Friday. Now, senior Marie Goulish posted a double-double, going for 14 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks as she continues her stellar senior season. Sophomore Michaela Pivik led the Beavs with 15.7 rebounds and four assists. Now, the most amazing thing about that win, Beach, is that contest marked Tennessee's first ever defeat in a home NCAA tournament game, as they entered that game with a home postseason record of 57-0. That's crazy. I, I heard that statistic this morning, and I listened to KXL in the morning. They're typically pro duck and very little beaver news mm -hmm. but they did make that comment which i thought was uh that's impressive quite, that's amazing especially since this team they didn't have high as hopes for this season correct we came in with not as many seniors and uh um a little less prepared team correct correct okay 
So we lost a lot of talent last year. Mm-hmm. So neat to see him go. I mean, even with us losing a lot of talent, the fact that we're still in the Sweet 16, pretty kick-ass. Yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, spring sports now with the Oregon State women's softball team. Okay. The number 25 Oregon State University softball team opened up Pac-12 play with a series win against number 16 Cal last weekend. Now, after splitting the first two games, the Beavers won game three on Sunday afternoon, 8-3 to three at the OSU softball complex. The Beavers won for the seventh time in nine games and improved to 19-10 and 10 and 2-1 and one in the Pac-12. Is our softball complex not named? I don't believe there's a name to it, no. Where's it at? Um, it's actually Beach We Tailgate right beside it almost all the time. Oh, it's just okay. on the other side of the uh, of the um, uh, Lorenz Field. Yeah, the uh, soccer field there. Okay. Between the okay. soccer field and the and the hotel. I thought it was there. I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Never been there. Maybe someday we should go. Yeah, I I have gone to games there. <laughs> well, I don't hear you texting me or inviting me anytime. Okay. Well, next Beach, time. Beach, let's go to a softball game. Okay. Beach. Let, let's 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 go out to dinner, beach. You know. <laughs> well, beach. After battling three, after batting three thirty three with five RBIs in the series win over number sixteen Cal, freshman Hope Brandner was named the Pac twelve Freshman of the Week, announced by the conference on Monday afternoon. Now, the weekly honor is the first for the Beavers this season and the first for Brandner's career. Now, she finished the series three for nine, which is three thirty three, with a team leading five RBIs. And the freshman had two pivotal home runs in games one and three for the Beavs. Her 3-1 blast stopped a Cal comeback in game one, and her 2-1 shot in game three tied the game, swinging the momentum in Oregon State's favor. Hey, uh, so I don't watch a lot of softball. Hmm? Is it tough to get a home run in softball? Um, no. It, t- softball's an interesting game um, because the, everything's a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. I would not say it's harder. I, I would say there's probably more home runs hit in softball than in a baseball, than in an average baseball okay. game. Okay. Okay. So, Sorry. Uh, let's move Just on. Curious. To, let's move on to baseball. Michael. And, and what was that? Oh, I was just saying, how were the Beavs doing in baseball this year, Billy? Well, Beach Michael Gretler homered to send the top-ranked Oregon State baseball team to a sweep of Cal Sunday, as the Beavs won as the Beavs won the series finale six to four at Evans Diamond in <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> Cal did not have a good weekend last weekend, did not, they? Not playing the Beavs, no. Now, the win pushed Oregon State to 18-1 and on the year, matching the 51, 62, 2013, and 2017 teams for the best record through 19 games. Now, the victory also sends the Beavs back to Corvallis with a 3-0 and conference record. Now, OSU has won 13 consecutive Pac-12 games dating back to the 2016 season. Now, the sweep marked the Beavs' third uh in Berkeley since 2012 after getting swept at Cal in 2016. So they swept in 2012, 2014, and 2018. All right. Oregon State has now won seven of its last eight series versus the Golden Bears and now owns a 45-43 to 43 lead in the series all-time. Suck it, bitches. <laughs> there you go, Beach. Well, Beach, that's all we have for sports, but what? 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 Oh. What the that, hell is that noise? That's different, isn't it? What is that? Hold on, Billy. There's something printing out here. Hold on. This is weird. What the hell? Billy. Yeah, Beach? This just in. 
but this is weird. It's dated April 23rd, 2016. Huh. I have not seen this. This this comes in. Title, News of the Weird, Oregon Man Tips Prostitute with Stolen Primate, Police Say. What? That's what it says. By Aaron Edgman, it says here, An Oregon man stole an exotic animal and money from his own pet store and gave it to a prostitute for a sexual encounter. The Eugene, Oregon Police Department received a report of burglaries at the Zany Zoo Pet Store on March 1st and March 6th, again, back in 2016. The missing property included Girl Scout cookie money, a laptop computer, and a Galago primate. (laughs) Okay. I'm not making this up. Following an investigation, police say the store's owner, Nathan Allen McLean, was responsible for the burglaries himself. He is accused of paying a prostitute with funds from his store, including donation jar money. The prostitute allegedly told police that McLean gave her the primate as a tip. (laughs) I would bet you that wasn't the only tip she got. (laughs) Exactly. Eugene police were able to recover the exotic animal from the prostitute at a local hotel on March 17th. The woman also provided a statement to police. In the state of Oregon, it is prohibited to possess an exotic animal without a license issued by the State Department of Agriculture, according to police. McLean was arrested March 19th by Oregon State Police in the parking lot of their Albany office for driving under the influence of a controlled substance. This man was just in great shape. Yeah. They saw, they saw McLean exiting an adult porn shop. Oh, wow. I wonder what he paid them. Next door, Anne appeared to be under the influence of methamphetamine, according to the report. Oh, who could have seen that one coming? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, this is sad. The investigation into the burglaries is unfounded, Eugene police say, and the missing Girl Scout money was never recovered and is still under investigation. I bet the money is underneath the G-string on said prostitute. That's just my guess. Wow. Um, it is nice to know that the exotic animal named Gooey <laughs> is safe <laughs> and currently at the Eugene Area Sanctuary. <laughs> is at, a, at a Eugene Area Sanctuary until the USDA issues a new license for Zany Zoo Pet Store. So, hookers and monkeys and methamphetamines. And that is what Eugene is all gooey. about. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he wasn't gooey. Oh. <laughs> the monkey's name was gooey. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, God. Oh, so, man. I, I just think the prostitute's awesome, though. She's just like, hey, got a monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Touch my monkey. <laughs> Touch my monkey. <laughs> that was on that time of sprocket so many dots. Oh, oh. Okay. That was interesting, Beach. Yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah, sorry, I was not. That was just this just in a little late, but still mm, good. That's still a good one. Okay. Well, Beach, now is the time that we would be doing the Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award, but I think we're gonna wait until it, we're gonna roll it into the Cheaters and Horrors. Okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do that then. Okay. But um, right now, since we don't have a heck of a lot to talk to, since it is the off season for football, but everyone has been bugging me. Have they been bugging you? About what? About tailgating for a baseball game. Uh, you know, I've had a little bit. I've had a little bit. I think we should. So I think at least one token. Yeah. So I've had baseball. multiple people ask me about it. Now mm-hmm. I was gonna. I've got the schedule up right now. So mm-hmm. one thing is, if we're gonna tailgate for a baseball game, it needs to not be raining. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with a bunch of rain. Yep. 
Okay. And so we're looking at things now. You and I are gone the first weekend in May. Yes. Correct. So that's fine because the Beavs are at Washington State. <coughs> Excuse me. So the weekend after that, uh, May 11th, 12th, and 13th, mm-hmm. the Beavs play Stanford. At home? Yes. Okay. So May 12th, they play Stanford at 2. Now, just know I have to request this day off if we're going to do it, so you got to tell me early. This is why we're talking about this right now. That's good. So they also play UCLA at home the weekend of uh, Memorial Day, but we will be out of town that weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, like, May 12th, or we could possibly do April 28th. Now, with April 28th, that is also the spring football game. Hmm. So that could be slightly a bit of a mess. That's April 28th? It's April 28th. Ah. Now, we could do April 21st. That's a home game. A third game of a series against them damn dirty ducks. Freaking dirty ducks. I wouldn't mind doing it for Civil War, though. That's kind of fun. So we could tailgate on April the 21st, 4 o'clock first pitch for Oregon. Um, I don't know. Well. You make the call. Do I need to bring the trailer down? Well, we'll figure that out because we got a month. Um, Okay. Let's let's plan on the 21st of April. Okay. As long as the weather's good, and if not, we can push it back to the 28th. But I just hesitate with that one being um, uh, spring game. Yeah. Just could be a little tough. Mm-hmm. So let's let's look at doing that. Let's look at doing the, the 28th. 21st. Sorry. 21st. 21st, 21st of April. Of so it's the day after 420, so we'll have a bunch of high ducks there. Okay. And uh, – you can. They won't be able to find the red of Eugene. Yeah, because I'm looking at it. They're home this weekend against Washington, but the weather's supposed to be crappy. Mm-hmm. Then they're at Utah, mm-hmm. at Arizona, at Missouri State, home against Oregon, home against Arizona State, at Washington State, home against Stanford. So we can always do the Stanford game, too. That, that okay. and You know, Stanford right now is ranked third. Wow. That could be a really great series, so. So right now let's 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 look at that. Let's look at April twenty first. Okay. What uh, what do you want to do for menu? Are we just gonna do hot dogs? Yeah, we'll probably do something easy. We, can we do got dogs. sausages. We do have sausages. Okay. We could do sausages. Mm-hmm. Or cheesesteaks are always good. Okay. Well we'll figure that out when it gets closer. When it gets closer we'll start looking at the weather and a couple weeks out we'll uh, post some stuff on Facebook. Does that sound good? Try that to get some like- input. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, and if anyone else has there has input for us on what you think we should cook for the possible, probable baseball tailgater, uh, email us, heinertailgater at gmail.com. And is if you're park, interested, let us park, know, too. Is parking still free and easy I believe there? so. I believe so. Okay. So what we can do is set up in that parking lot if we get out there early enough. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even think you need a ticket. I think that uh, one of those uh, out-the-field um, stands is still open if you get a wrist brand. Okay. So I believe we can do that. Okay. So okay. we're not even going to get tickets? Well, I will try to get some tickets. 
Okay. But if, if not, we can get those outfield. Is, is that first come, first served in the outfield there? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And the game's on Pac-12 Network anyway. Okay, cool. So we can always have the TV going and just set just up watch and it. watch just it. Just watch it in the parking lot. Yeah. And then as we're sitting there, like, incoming! Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. That's awesome. Sounds like a plan. Right on. Okay, so that's what we'll do. If, like I said, if anyone's got input, please let us know. So, uh, Beach, it is now Billy. time for the musical interlude of the evening. Oh, holy crap, Billy. I didn't even think about this. Oh, you didn't have one? I Well, we mentioned it, and I and I Googled it, and I was thinking about it, and I wasn't coming up with – damn it. It was movie soundtracks. I know it was movie soundtracks. Um, but it's been so long, I forgot the ones we did. Um. Can I make a stupid one, and if you don't like it, we can cut cut this and edit it and take it out? Uh, sure. Uh, how about Muppet Movie, The Rainbow Connection? Okay. <laughs> I'd rather have Can You Picture. Can you picture that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can do that. Do you want to do that one? We can. <laughs> I, I like that song a lot. Well, let, let's let, let's look at you know the thing is Muppet Movie was a great movie, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we probably got some of the people to listen to this thing that don't quite know what that, that probably never even seen it, let alone do they even know what the Muppets are, you know, um, but movie came out in 1979. Mm-hmm. Beautifully done movie. Um, who's the guy who did the music in that? He, he actually stars in the movie too. He's Paul Williams. Dude. Paul Williams. Yeah. He was, like, majorly on drugs at the time, too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of had his crash. He was also in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. So, he was a little uh, lean. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I wonder what's – let's see what the soundtrack is. Hold on. Because I was, I was looking at movies in the 70s. That's what I kind of wanted to see. And uh, that was – that one popped up on my search. And I thought, I don't know if that's a good enough music. But you know what? Maybe we need to change up the tempo a little bit anyway. So we've got the Rainbow Connection moving right along. Never before, never again. Boy, that one will put you to sleep. Um, I'm going to go back there someday. Uh, I hope that something better comes along. Can you picture that with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? That is a mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the finale, the Magic Store. That was a good one. Yep. But I, I'll agree with you. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. You can't go wrong with Dr. Teeth. Yep, so that's a candy picture that is performed by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem in the Muppet movie as they disguise Fozzie Studebaker, right? Now, Dr. Teeth, yep. Floyd Pepper, he's the uh, he's the bassist, or he's the guitarist. Janice? I never knew I never knew Floyd's last name. Yeah, Janice is the uh, the bassist. Animal. Surely. Yeah, obviously, Animal is the uh, um, the drummer. Zoot is the saxophonist. And mm-hmm. Scooter, who I think was basically their uh, manager, their manager. Yeah, um, they all sing as they slap uh, paint on the car, apparently at random. Now, the Electric Mayhem also performed the song in the special "The Muppets Go Hollywood." Really? Yeah. Now, the okay. band came together to perform the song again in 2001 for the Muppet Show Live, and in 2012 for an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Now, on the Jimmy Kimmel Live performance. That was their first entirely new performance of the song, without having the characters lip sync to the original recording from the Muppet movie soundtrack. 
Really? So they sang it live? Yep. Now, the band later performed the song as the opening number during their appearance at the 2016 Outside Lands Music and Arts Festival. Um, they, they then performed the song live in their set at the Muppets Take the Bowl in 2017 at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. Yeah. It's just awesome. I was watching. I had a thing come on my Facebook. Uh, this is what got me thinking as I had this thing come across my Facebook. And it was um, – oh, dang it. It was it was a song. I can't remember what they were singing. But it was – oh, Danny Boy. It was a song, Danny Boy. And it was being sung by Animal and Beaker and uh, the Swedish Chef. Mm-hmm. And they were swinging Danny Boy, and I couldn't understand a lick of it, but it was awesome. That. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Boy! Danny now, Boy! The, the great thing about the Muppet movie is there's so many little sight gags in there. Oh, my God. It's hysterical. And one of the <clears throat> best sight gags is when they're getting ready to come into that um, church that the Electric Mayhem is in, right? Mm-hmm. Because through the whole movie – Whenever one of the characters would say, I'm lost, and then someone would always reply, Have you tried Harry Krishna? Exactly. Total mm-hmm. 70s thing, right, with the Harry yep, Krishna. Yep. But they kept it. It's kind of a running gag through that movie because it's kind of about being lost and finding yourself and finding your place in the world. So, yep. I'm lost. Have you tried Harry Krishna? So, as they pull into, as Fozzie and Kermit pull into the parking lot of the church there, there is a sign, reserve sign for the uh, pastor of the church for his parking spot, and who's it reserved for, Beach? Harry Krishna. Reverend Harry Krishna. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Love that. So, without any further ado, because we keep chattering on here, here's Can You Picture That from the Muppet Movie, performed by Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. Oh, yeah! Woo! Everybody's lover, everybody's brother, I want to be a lifetime friend. Winning 
behind it? For surely. I love that song, Beach. I was I, just, I was just playing it for the boys the other day. Really, I, it's it's you know that whole movie is just great. The cameos oh, yeah. by so many famous actors and actresses at the time. Oh yeah, the best the best part of that song though is I love Aurora Borealis shining down in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, you know the one the one that I enjoy is um uh what is it? It's a duet by Kermit and I uh, uh, hope the something better comes along. Yeah. I go, uh, walk, come home, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk, and go to bed. That was a really good Rolf. That was you pretty know, good. <laughs> what's funny about that is when you realize that Kermit and Rolf are having this conversation, and you realize it's just Jim Henson having a conversation with himself. Exactly. So since he did both voices, yeah. and I just I just imagine him underneath there talking one. <laughs> it's yeah. like a one man show. So yeah. awesome. Oh. Anyways, yeah, great, great, great. All right, Beach, it is now time for. Beaches, Rosie Ruiz, Cheaters and Horrors. She's just a girl. She's a ball. She's a ball. Okay, today's Cheaters and Horrors is actually an article by opinion columnist Lori Roberts. And it says, Arizona Wildcats coach Sean Miller could score $10 million payout. Is this a joke? And this is from February 26, 2018, an ESPN story reporting the FBI had wiretap conversations in which Sean Miller attempted to arrange payment for Aiton. Mil- um, for Aiton, Miller chose not to coach tonight's game, uh, according to his Arizona Central Sports. Okay, a- so Lori Roberts. Aiton is their top-ranked true freshman. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. He's expected so, to go in the top couple of draft so, picks, if not first overall of the NBA draft coming up. Yeah, so this is her take on it. She says, in my life, please, God, let me be the next basketball coach of the University of Arizona. There I can apparently lie, cheat, steal, whatever, and walk away with 10 million reasons to smile. Exhibit A, Sean Miller, caught in an FBI wiretap talking to a now-disgraced agent about paying $100,000 to sign DeAndre Ayton, the Wildcat star player. ESPN is reporting that if Miller is fired, he'll get 85% of the money remaining on his contract, which runs through May of 2022. That translates to $10.3 million. $10.3 million is is now the reward for cheating, for giving the UA a black eye that will take years to fade away. What genius over at the State Board of Regents negotiated that deal? It seems only yesterday that Arizona State University's football coach Todd Graham left Tempe with a winning record and a tidy $12 million in his pocket. Every dime he would have been paid had he, uh, had he continued working until his contract expired in 2021. Meanwhile, UA's Rich Rodriguez skipped out with the $6.28 million after his former administrative assistant filed a multi-million dollar claim on December 28th, accusing Rodriguez of sexual harassment and creation of a hostile workplace. Their jackpots were explained to be the result of being fired without cause. Meanwhile, Miller could be fired with cause and still score $10.3 million. That is nearly double what he would get if he were fired without cause. So there you go. Cheater and a whore. Yep. All in- and our Tommy Tuberville jackass of the week. Shame on him. I mean, shame on the university, though, for negotiating such a crappy deal. Yeah, not shame on Sean Miller. He's got a hell no. of a, he's got a hell of a agent. 
Well, oh, shame on him video. for shame on him for cheating. Oh, oh hell yeah. 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 But uh, if you got people dumb enough to give you a contract, I don't know why you wouldn't sign it. But mm-hmm. my God, you'd think they'd learn. Yeah. So so what's the story? Has this been validated? I mean, first it came out and said it was hearsay, and ESPN got lambasted by uh, several sources, didn't they? Yeah. For releasing it, this information. Yeah, but there it's. The problem is it hasn't been released from the FBI yet. Okay. And so, what? what? Why does the I, I I mean maybe I'm just stupid, but the FBI is where does the FBI fall in? I mean they broke the NCAA rules. So at what point does that break FBI rules? Well, the FBI was actually um, investigating something completely different. Completely unrelated to college sports, college basketball. Okay. And through their wiretaps and what they were doing, they fell into this. Now, when you're um, paying money to people, Beach, mm-hmm. for you get into um, when there's that much money changing hands, the FBI yeah. is going to look into it, right? Okay. All right. And so, and especially because they are. There are racketeering laws. There's... Because theor- because theoretically, he wouldn't be able to claim this on his taxes. No. Exactly. Because if he put it on his taxes, that would show that he's being paid to play. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. And so, and there's there's all this, like I said, there's racketeering laws, beads. There's there's fraud. There's all sorts of stuff going on. It makes then, you wonder you though start, if, you start, if he's doing if he's doing it he can't be the only one. Oh no, there's been a lot of there's been coaches that have already gone down for it. And we're talking we're talking a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Where in the hell do they get the money? And how does the university not know? Boosters. Do the boosters literally just write a check directly to the agent? Who knows? And then the and then the agent pays off somehow. Who knows, Beach? I bet we will find out though. Wow. Yep. So, anyways, for so, that whole basketball mess, including Sean Miller at Arizona, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. All right, Beach. Well, it's been a good little show. It was kind of tight, kind of short, but uh, I wanted to get one out there, and I wanted to talk to you about possibly uh, doing a baseball tailgater. No, no, I'm excited about that. So, um, you have anything else to add while we're going along here? Oh, I got nothing, Billy. I'm, I'm, you know, what, what's our countdown to football? Do you have the number started yet? No, I have not, but I can tell you it's on my phone. Uh, let me check here. Got to get to my lock screen. Is our first game in uh, August or September? In uh, September, 166 days. 166. Yep. I'll have to start doing my countdown soon. It's getting close. Maybe start at 150? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Whenever I start, it's just a hell of a lot of work. Oh, yeah, because then it's a downhill. <laughs> it's a daily thing, exactly. Exactly. All right, Beats. Well, if that's all we got, I want to thank everyone for joining us to for this week's uh, Illegal Participation, show number 105. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Uh, first up, you can... Email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgator. Also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. 
Remember, you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. And, uh, Beach, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Billy. Right on. Uh, hopefully we'll do another show number 106 before the season is over. Yep. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking a little more about affirmative plans for a baseball tailgate. Maybe we'll be talking about a uh, national championship. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but until then, it's been a great week to be a bee. It's going to be a great week to be a bee and not have to be a goddamn puck. So until then, go bees. Hey, Beach. Hey, hey, Beach. Hold on here. Sorry. So much for your 9 o'clock. I'm glad my well, time is important. Well, uh, I'm trying to get Gunner to bed, and I, I haven't used any of this stuff since we last recorded in December. And mm-hmm. I moved my microphone stand over here, and my microphone falls out. Now, Gunner, Gunner claims he didn't touch anything, but I have a hard time believing that. Does your son lie to you? He's not a good liar, which is good, but he's telling me that uh, he doesn't know what happened, which may or may not be true. I don't know. But anyways, so I'm going to have to hold this thing in my hand. Hold on. Let me make sure it's recording us. Well, usually when it falls out, you end up having to hold it in your hand. I'm just pissed. See if we're recording. Son of a bitch, we are. Son of a bitch. It looks like everything's right. I don't have an itinerary or a nope layout. Where we're are we are we ad libbing this thing? We're totally we're, raw, we're raw dogging it. Raw dogging it. Love raw dogging it. It's my fave. Anyways, I'm just pissed because I like having my microphone stand there, so I don't have to hold the son of a bitch. I hold mine all the time. Just irritated. (laughs) I know. Irritated. All right.